Brand new to D&D 5th edition, the Wild Beyond the Witchlight gave us the opportunity to play fairies with a new race option. They're a flying race, so I'm sure that there's going to be a ton of these things flying around in 5e campaigns, uh, and if you've played for a long time, that's probably already come up. They're essentially small elves with wings, but with creative possibilities as vast as the Feywild itself. If you, like a lot of people, have ever been interested in playing as a fairy, well then I recommend you stick around for the rest of this rather brief episode. The descriptions they give us for our 5th edition fairy option are very vague, and that's a good thing. The potential characteristics for these fey creatures they suggest range from bird wings to insect legs, multicolor skin to shimmering magic effects, or just a generic fairy. This wide range and vagueness of the base description means that so long as it's just remotely fey, you've got free reign to do with it as you please. Your new fairy character could be a literal bug person or a glamorous elf with fairy wings so long as it passes as a denizen of the Feywild. And just like any time on this show where there's a lot of room to play around with your character creation, take every chance you get. If you want to be an edgy fairy and go the more moth kind of route, if you want to have polka dots, if you want to have an animal head, anything that falls under Feywild, just do it. This is a really fun opportunity to also collaborate with your DM to try and make them fit better into the story, or with your characters if you want a more cohesive kind of team build, you know, if you guys are traveling together in the story or something like that. Fairies don't have any sub-races in D&D 5e, and they use the newer lineage format rather than the classic race format, so we aren't really dealing with your ability scores, since you can pick whatever bonuses you want. So with lineages, all you're really concerned with is the features. With your creature type, this may just seem like flavor at first, but it can also have some major effects. Not so much because you're fey, but because you're not humanoid. Mechanically, there are some spells and abilities that will only affect or target humanoids specifically. And since you aren't one as a fairy, you can't be targeted by them. For example, the spells Charm Person, Hold Person, and Dominate Person all specifically target... persons. Now your size is small instead of tiny because Wizards of the Coast are cowards, or maybe they're just rightfully afraid to give us that kind of power. Anyway, the lineage format also infuriatingly doesn't really specify their heights or weights other than small, so we're left to speculate. By the artworks and other small races, your new fairy character should probably be between 3 feet to 4 feet tall. This of course is not accounting for your wings, which may be taller when extended. And we're guessing here, but probably around 30 to 40 pounds would be your weight. Your speed is pretty basic, you've got a 30 foot movement speed, however your flight speed is tied to it, which is rather interesting. And with your fairy magic, you're a magical creature that entitles you to some racial spells. This gives you the standard racial spell ability akin to many others, including a cantrip, a first level spell when you hit your third level, and a second level spell when you hit fifth. Druidcraft is a fun, creative cantrip that has a lot of potential uses. The main use of fairy fire is to find invisible enemies, and enlarge reduce has great combat potential for the enlarge half and good scouting potential for the reduce half. Not to mention you can reduce yourself to finally be tiny sized, at least for a minute. It also lets you choose between your wisdom score, your intelligence score, or your charisma score for the casting stat on these spells, making them potentially much more useful due to a higher saving throw no matter what your class is. Now let's get into flight, as I'm sure a lot of you are interested in. The fairy is a proper flying race. You get a fly speed equal to your movement speed, and the only caveat is that you can't wear medium or heavy armor. 
first level flight is huge and there are countless problems that can just melt away because you have the power of flight. The armor limitation makes it awkward for some of the martial classes to make the best use of the fairy race, but it's absolutely perfect for practically any spellcaster and the martial classes that rely on dexterity instead of tough armor. Be prepared though, a lot of DMs have banned previous flying races before and your particular DM might not allow fairies due to the awesome power of flight. The other interesting thing is that your flying speed is tied directly to your walking speed, meaning that if you increase your walking speed, your flying speed increases just as much, and if you have the opportunity, you should try to gain magic items or spells to increase your walking speed for some additional fly speed. And a quick side note, for all of you DMs that do ban flying races out there, uh, why? 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 Just come up with interesting ways to counter them. Uh, that'll test you and your players, you know? just. Have fun with it. Why are you banning stuff? Since the lineage model detaches the playable race from the ability scores, there aren't any ideal classes anymore. Your player character fairy can be a wizard or a fighter or any class just as optimally. The one big glaring exception to this is the limitations placed on your flight. You can't use your flight while wearing medium armor or heavy armor, which means optimally you should avoid builds that use those armors. Consider instead spellcasting classes that don't gain those armors like bards, sorcerers, warlocks, and wizards. And for martial classes, consider classes that make more use of their dexterity, and those that don't rely on heavier armors like barbarians, monks, rogues, and dexterity builds for fighters or rangers. Now this doesn't mean you can't build your fair folk into a fairy knight paladin or a wee folk druid if you want, but just know doing so will have you lose out on your flight utility that you'd otherwise have. Your flight will give you maneuverability options in combat, and especially at the early levels, this can be a huge advantage. Try going for fairy builds that can utilize ranged attacks and spellcasting, as there will be many dungeon enemies that simply can't reach you. Or use this maneuverability to get into combat and back out again when your hit points get low. I'm sure a lot of people that have played D&D for a long time have probably wondered how fairies would ever get put into the game, and honestly, I have to say... This is a pretty good translation. Fairies always seem just like a weird, nebulous thing to try and adapt into a player character, and I kind of like what they have here. I haven't run one successfully myself, and I'm not sure that any of the players that I have are really interested in it, but I'm sure one day that it will come up. And knowing my players, it's probably going to be an all-fairy campaign when it finally does happen. Thank you guys so much for watching. I really appreciate it. Be sure to like and subscribe because we put out new videos like this every week. And if you've built a fairy character in the past or are building one right now, I would love to read about it down in the comments. You guys can support us on Patreon if you'd like to see more of this show or if you'd like to suggest other topics, please again leave that down in the comments. My name is Patrick Ferguson from Skull Splitter Dice and until next time, farewell.